Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I'm delighted, I've been lighty dotting. Not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top, man. These boys, they be potting. I trust them like a lot, and they told me that I get it. Guess what? I got it. You should do it too. You will never lose. If you ever do, must have been a ruse. Ricky, that's my dude. Stoops is super cool. Sharks up in the pool. I've been sparking up my tools. I've been looking to win. Spend a little again. I've been for spittle to them. My God, I riddled again. I told them stop clowning around. They said what goes up comes down. I said I'm down with the sickness. My team stay ill. Now come get this. I'm just so dead to life. I stay ready tonight. Deep dive, we rise. That's the medley, alright. Devi delight. Devi delight. Da 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 Devi delight. Hey. Welcome to another episode of the Debbie Delight brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, Stoops and I are going to have a little bit of fun. We are going to do a two-round Debbie mock draft. I'm excited about this. As always, I'm joined by my partner here, Stoops. How are you, bud? I'm good. Uh, definitely, definitely excited to finally have some fun since, you know, you've been, you've been, <laughs> you've been uh, talking trash about my guys. So... Finally, to show you that you're wrong. I don't know how I'm going to show you that you're wrong, but I'm going to show you. <laughs> I'm going to show you. Um, yeah, I, I thought this would be a little fun idea. I don't think we've ever really done something like this, where we just do a kind of a two-man uh, Debbie mock, kind of give everybody an idea of where we have some of these guys on our charts and kind of showcase our thought process um, along the way. We're going to do two rounds. We figured that would be good enough. Um, to kind of give you, you know, maybe our top 24 guys in, in both of our heads of where we would take them and stuff like that. So I'm excited about it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and um, go ahead and add this to the stream here. I'm excited about it. All right. So Stoops, before we kind of dive into the draft real quick, just a little strategy talk. Do you... In a Debbie draft, do you concern yourself with what your roster and makeup is before going into a draft, or do you draft the same way you kind of do with the rookie draft, the best player available, or a little bit of both? I would say a little bit of both, but more so, I guess you could almost say more so best player, in my 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 opinion. Because um, it's one of those things where... I don't know how to, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. So it's kind of one of those where, especially in a super flex, it's, you kind of want to have as many quarterbacks as you can. But that being said, you obviously don't want to reach on a quarterback. If X running back or receiver, I would say, or tight end, but that one's already been in the league. So um, are available, right? So I kind of approach it as just more of a, a best player available as opposed to 
one specific position that may be in need um, more so because we don't know where that person's going to go. We don't know, you know um, what's going to really happen. So I could be, you know, higher on X quarterback, but if we don't, if we don't truly think he's going to be a first round guy, then I'm not going to take him over a running back that I could see being a workhorse at the next level. So I kind of go best player available um, kind of all the way through on a, a, uh, a Devi aspect of it. So, yeah I, yeah, I would say, I would say the same thing because also the thing about it is, is we're drafting guys that might not be in the league for one to two to three years. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the Devi aspect of things like uh, a DJU, a lot of people have been drafting him for what, two years now in Devi drafts. And he hasn't been able to be in the league as of yet. Right. He hasn't so even he been is, the starter yet. Well, yeah, exactly. Now he that is, but he is now, but you know, same thing with Sam Howell. You know, in 2019, mm-hmm. they, you know, him and Slovis broke out. He started, they started rising up the ranks. They started being drafted. So this coming year, you'll finally going to potentially, potentially get some return on, on invest, investment on these guys. You know what I mean? So a lot of Debbie could potentially be a sit and wait game, right? You know right, what I mean? You're absolutely. sitting and waiting, sitting and waiting, sitting and waiting. So without that, with all that being said, with a little strategy there, uh, to chatter about a little bit, Stoops. I, I was look. I was gracious enough. I'm kind shocked enough. Kind enough to give you the first overall pick. Um, you're probably going to go predictable here, and that's <laughs> fine because it's probably what I would do. But Debbie draft two round rookie. Let's let's let, let's start this bad boy, Stoops. Who are you going? So it's between two guys, Ooh. but I know who I'm taking. Yeah. I believed in him since uh, the Clemson game his freshman year. That's Mr. Sam Howell. Sam Howell. Wow. Yep, I'm doing it. I just think, man, I, I just, I'm just i that big of a, a fan. I already know who you're going to probably go with the next pick, and it's not wrong at all. So um, I, I just think Sam Howell is going to be the guy. I, I just – I'm a, y'all know it. I'm a huge fan. I just, Really? I would have never guessed. Never. Never, ever. Hey, all right. Not who I thought you were going to take. Definitely taking DJU. I I just think that, in my opinion, he's my Debbie QB1. Um, The talent, the upside, the playmaking ability. We saw in very small sample size, very small sample size, what this kid's capable of doing. I think they're going to give them the keys to the city this year. They have some weapons down there for really to stand out, and that's DJU. I'm really going to take him, and I, I truly believe that he's a, an elite athlete that's going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL very, very soon. So, all right, Stoops, with the third overall, what you got? So, I'm going to take running back out of Texas A. Just kidding. No, I'm not. Um, Spencer. Yeah, and, uh, and let me let me stop you real quick. Just real quick, let me stop you. We're not. We're drafting kind of basically in order of our ADP as well. We're not, like Stoops is drafting. He's not drew, drafting the super team of Hal and then Spencer Rattler. Oh no, yeah. Then, so I, I just want to clarify that with everybody at home before we kind of move on. All right, go ahead, bud. Yeah. So it's it's got to be Spencer Rattler. I mean, like you said, it's it's one, especially in a super flex style format type thing. Like yep. you know, if he's still available, obviously you've got to go that route with it. Um. I love Isaiah Spiller, obviously, but that's at this point, obviously there, there'd be no reason to, to do that. And I mean, Spencer Rattler has been, he's, he's projected to be the first overall pick, you know, in next year's draft. So obviously there's still a full season to play. Things can, can 
you know, transpired differently, but a girl in this kid, man. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, I'd be shocked if he wasn't, if he comes out and has the season that, that everyone's projecting him to have, then I'd be shocked if he's not the first overall pick. It's, he struggled early in the season. We talked about that. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like we like to talk about, you know, the, some of the things that maybe not everybody is willing to talk about, about some of these players is like, Hey, they do have some issues. You know what I mean? Like, it's just what it is. You know, it's nothing against them. It happens, but let's not pretend like whenever he was out here struggling against some of these bad teams that we don't, we don't, we can't highlight stuff like that. Cause you have to, but I agree with you hundred percent. Spencer Rattler. I said this on the, on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago. I, I truly believe that he might end up being my quarterback one by the end of the season. And I love Slovis and, and I like how, but the talent's just there, and you're right. If he has half the season, half mm-hmm. the season mm-hmm. that we are projecting, then he's gonna be he's gonna be that guy. Um, I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Brees Hall here. Um, what was you didn't type your name in Brees Hall? You erased it. I, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. I'm oh sorry. My God, let me redraft. Hold on. <laughs> I didn't mean to type over your guy's name. My bad. So Brees Hall, he's he's. He's my running back one, running back one in Debbie. Uh, the talent's there. The upside's there. He's a monster. I just foresee him being that guy for years to come. He has a little few things that I, I, I like to nitpick on, but right now I've got to take um, I got to take Brees Hall at number four, which you got at five. Steve. Well, since I got sniped, because hey. believe it or not, I was hey. actually going to go Brees Hall here, believe it or not. Since I got sniped, though, I got to go with the true RB1, Ooh. Isaiah Spiller. I, Eric Gray. Got, oh. No, sorry. Isaiah Spiller, because he can run people over, contrary to uh, unpopular <laughs> belief. Um, he can catch the ball. I'm never going to hear the end of that one. No, you're not. Mm. Um, he's, I mean, in all seriousness, Brees Hall, Spiller, Isaiah Spiller, they're going to be, I, I think they're going to be two running backs that we are talking about for a very, very long time. Um, man, it's, it's, I'm excited for this season. Obviously, because college football, but for this alone to watch all season, what does Brees Hall do this week? What does Isaiah Spiller do? What does Eric Gray do? What does whoever do? It's mm-hmm. to kind of compare, you know, yep. our opinions and see what the numbers look like and what the film looks like. That's what that's what's going to make this so much more fun. I don't think there is a better quarterback running back tandem in college football than Spencer Rattler and Eric Gray. I really don't. And you spelled I, Kennedy Brooks wrong. <laughs> I truly don't. And I'm the, 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 the playmaking potential that Eric Gray has, and he comes from a school that did not know how to use him, nor do they really know how to use anybody in the university of Tennessee. Um, so for me personally, I'm excited about what Rattler and Gray can do together. It <laughs> is like the, Rattler is a playmaker, obviously on his own. Gray's a playmaker on his own. You put these two together the possibilities are endless because I feel like Gray can elevate his draft stock by being next to Rattler. Just that alone is going to help him because he has an arm. He can throw the football. It's going to open up the running game, vice versa. Running game going to open up Rattler. So they're going to utilize each other a whole lot. And to me, Air Gray is my, obviously I've said this before, Air Gray is my RB2. And I, Paul Spiller and Gray, I think are that upper edge a lot of the draft class. And then kind of after there, it goes wherever. But these three guys going four, five, and six is not really surprising just because of how good both of those guys are. So number seven, Stoops, what do you got for us? 
this guy, I think, is going to be absolutely phenomenal if used correctly. And he has a new head coach who has definitely made running backs a very, very hot commodity. I'm going to take Bijan. Mm-hmm. I spelled his yeah. name wrong. Bijan Robinson out of Texas. Um, I mean, you know, with Sarkeesian there, uh, we'll see. You know, when you look back at his his overall head coaching record, it's okay. It's not great, you know, but when you look at his track record of what he's done for running backs or just really <laughs> offensive players in general, it's been pretty solid. Um, I'm hoping that he can use Bijan the correct way because we've seen how Texas has utilized their running backs and it has not been that great. So love some Bijan though. Love yeah, Bijan is another like he I I considered him because I in my opinion, I, I really don't know where you stand with the whole, you know, with B I'll just put you on the spot. B John, how would you rank him in this track class, right? So I'll be honest, I it's tough. So it's hard battle, right? It is because we haven't seen, I think, his full potential. But if you want to put what we how do I explain this? Um, I'd say the smaller sample size because he was still kind of sharing that backfield, and I think he will still technically share it this year, but I think it's his backfield. I, if I really sit down and look at it more in depth, I personally wouldn't be shocked if I put him one overall. And that says a lot because y'all know my spiller love. Um, I just think he's, this is a stretch to say, and, and I don't mean it in the sense of this comparison. When Saquon came out, everyone was just like, Saquon Barkley's generational, this, that, and the other, whatever. I think Bijan can be that level of a player. Again, I'm not truly comparing the two. I'm just simply saying I think Bijan is that talented that he can be kind of put on that 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 pedestal. And that's big. That's a lot. I know. But I would on the spot, I would probably put him one and and feel confident with saying that. Yeah, it's. It, I agree with you. It's hard. I, I I've battled with that one internally myself, and I think looking at my rankings, I I have him. I have Hall one, Robinson two right now on my Debbie rankings, and I think it's a lot closer than you than I think a lot of people appear. I think Robinson could potentially have been the number one running back in this draft class, and and, and I, he's the talented again. But it's Texas, right? Yeah, it's Texas. I don't understand <clears throat> them in the USC and Texas and UT just don't know how to use utilize their talent. Obviously, we've gone far too long without the best quarterback in this upcoming draft being taken, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna rectify that with Keaton Slovis. The thing about it is, is what I wanted to look at. I, I saw this stat, and and there's 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 a lot of Slovis haters in this world now. Completion percentage over expected. Um, a stat, a number. I'm not exactly a hundred percent sure what goes over, but I'm assuming the completion percentage versus you know what it would be if it, things fall into place the way they want it to. Somebody posted this chart and I was looking at it and there was a lot of Slovis haters that kind of looked at this chart and were like, wow, because Justin Fields was on another level. The reason everybody was posting it was Justin Fields was at the chart, but the number, like the number two guy on this chart was, was Keaton Slovis. And people seem to forget that when we look at the numbers, 2020 was a little bit rough. He was playing with a shoulder injury. It is it is a known fact. Coach Helton came out and said so. I do believe that there's an opportunity for him to kind of you know improve upon that this year. They say he's healthy. 
I'm excited about that. But Slovis has potential. He's not the prototypical size that a guy like me likes to see out of my quarterbacks, but I really, really like his potential. I think that he has a good arm. It's not the best arm in this draft. Does he have a better arm than Rattler? No, but I don't always need to have a 70-yard bomb every time the ball comes out of somebody's arm. So I like Slovis. I think the numbers are there for him, and I think that he has all the potential in the world to be a guy, to, to be a, a good quarterback on Sundays. And, and if he falls out of the first round, I've seen him fall out of the first round, so many Debbie drafts, and it bl- kind of blows my mind. You know, we're dealing with super flex here, which could be different from some other people's uh, mm-hmm. uh, drafts. But if you're in a super flex, I mean, we're looking at, you know, one, two, three, four, four quarterbacks in the top eight. So, you know, four, four quarterbacks, four running backs, no wide receivers. Are you going to change that, Stoops? I am. There we go. There we I, go. I am going with Mr. David Bell. Yep. Been the best receiver on his team for two years running. Obviously, it's going to continue. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's watch his film, look at his numbers. I mean, he he gets it done. I, I just absolutely love David Bell. Um, and it's funny actually he he is not my wide receiver one um, in my rankings anymore. He's my two, but um, uh, there's just something about David Bell. I, I just think he is going to translate a little bit quicker, um, which is kind of contrary to why, why wouldn't I have him at one, but I just (laughs) odd. Right. But no, I just like David Bell a lot. I just think that he's going to definitely make, make a name for himself. He's going to continue to do it. Um, Big fan of him. I mean, I just wish he went somewhere other than Purdue, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I I think you're on board here with the wide receiver run here. And I'm going to go Garrett Wilson out of Ohio state. Um, this one was hard for me. I went with my running with my wide receiver one in in the upcoming class. Who I mean, is obviously coming off an injury, but Wilson Ohio State just produces wide receivers at a insane rate mm-hmm. um, these days. Um, it's going to be interesting to see in like five years. Like they produce them on the college level, but will they produce them on an NFL level? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, not saying that we haven't seen some of that already, but. Garrett Wilson's that guy. He's going to be good. I think he's probably – I prefer Wilson over Olive. I know that some other people flip-flop those around, but I think Wilson is immensely more talented, in my opinion, than Olive is. But uh, I can't help but pass that value up at number 10 here. I love cool. Garrett Wilson. Love Garrett Wilson. He's I, your I, one, right? No, no, he's my three, actually. Who's your one? Olave. Olave. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I say he's immensely more talented than Olave. Yeah. And then – um, no. And, and so I just remember, I said this before, I just remember watching him back when he was in high school, um, in the, the playoffs and just some of the catches he had, like the ball is thrown and I'm just like, there's no way, no way he's going to catch that. And he somehow comes up with it. It's just, when you see talent like that, it's, it's phenomenal. And he's continuing to do it, you know, at a big level. Right. I mean, he's, he's as top D one as it gets one of the top programs in the country so he's definitely making it happen um moving on to mine um man i'm fighting with it right now i'm fighting with it um i'm gonna go bold here just basically based on what i've seen as far as you know some some reports coming out and what we've seen um this is a guy that you i mean i've talked i've i've seen him obviously i've watched some film you came out and you said big, big praises, and this is a deep pick. I'm going with Travion Henderson. Yeah, out of Ohio State um, like with the capital lot. V. Um, man, it's 
I don't remember what the exact verbiage was um, that I saw as far as, you know, in the article or anything, but basically it was high praise. I mean, it was just, this guy's catching on fast. He's, he's making plays. He's, he's making a name for himself. And if he can be that day one starter there, I mean, it's, he's got three, well, yeah, he's got three years of just straight domination, you know? So fan of that. His, his uh, junior season in high school, he rushed for, in 15 games, rushed for 2,424 yards, averaged 12 yards a carry, averaged 161.6 yards per game, had 13 games of over 100 yards, and he had 45 touchdowns. <laughs> 45 touchdowns, everybody. I'm not kidding with that. 45. And then he had 18 catches in 15 games, 283 yards, and five touchdowns. So he had 50 total touchdowns, 50 total touchdowns in his junior year of high school. Kid is insane. And I'm pretty pissed off right now because that's where I was going to go number 12. I was literally nice. going to go there, number 12. So Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. It kind of hurts my feelings a little bit. So now I'm going to shuffle back a little bit, see where I can go here. And I'm going to go, you know, I really wanted to go the other guy I was talking about with, with Pickens, but I really, this is a, this is a kid that, you know, bottom first round here. I like the value. I think that he's going to stand out this, this year. And and that's Boudier. I, I think, yes, I think this talent, you, you're the first one to kind of put eyes on him. And then he kind of broke out towards the end of that season. So I was, I was blown away by it, I guess you could say. And I think that he's got, I mean, the quarterback play is still a little bit questionable, Yeah, but I'm excited. I'm very, very excited about this kid's potential. And I think that, again, the biggest reason I steer clear a little bit of George Pickens is that injury. I'm not too, con- too, too concerned with it, but I'm concerned enough in a Debbie aspect that I want to take a guy that I think could give me some solid upside. So, Boudier there is going to be my number 12. What do you got for us, dude? So, I was going to go uh, one direction. And then I thought about it again. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go with a guy who is actually coming back from an injury sat out all last year that's justin ross Mm -hmm. i like him i think him and dj are going to just (laughs) man i can't wait to see what we get this year out of them um justin ross is one of those guys that you could almost say he's been forgotten um in the grand scheme of it. Now, obviously guys who are just more in depth and, you know, kind of really, really dig deep into things. That's not necessarily the case, but at the same time, um, 
he's definitely not talked about um, nearly as much as he was. And I think he's going to come back in a big way this year. Yeah, I, you know, you know, I've got a love for Justin Ross. So, you know, I, I love the kid. I think he's got super duper potential and I'm excited to see what he does. And I'm about to throw this entire, this entire draft for a complete loop. And I'm going to go with a quarterback here. And I watched his tape. I broke down this kid. I broke down the abilities of, of him and those around him. This entire class I've looked at personally. Um, this this forthcoming 2024 potential class is it's out of this world, to be honest with you. And I, I think that this kid's set up for potential. Um, and I'm going to go with Drake May here. Love it. Um, I, I'm excited to see what May brings to the table because – uh, Hal has developed year over year over year as a better quarterback. And now you take Sam Howell, no offense to Sam Howell, folks, and anybody at home, but you take a guy that has better mechanics, obviously a lot taller, about 10 feet taller. And I think Drake May is going to be the big thing. I really do. I like a couple of guys from this class. But May to me really stands out, and 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 my preference in a six-five quarterback might play a little bit of a preference, just a little bit, just a little bit, of why I like him a little bit more. But I like the system that he's going into. Uh, some of these other guys I really do like, from you know Sam Heward, Caleb Williams, McCord, uh, you know Vandergriff. Those guys I really like as well. I think this 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 class is really good. But for me, Drake May, his landing spot, his potential, the zip on his arm. May is so, so damn good. He's so damn good. And it's a little bit high for him. Obviously, we're a couple years out. But again, uh, this is Debbie. You know what I mean? Like that's Get your guy. Exactly. So, all right, Stoops, what you got for us? So, where I'm at now is a uh, running back that I've been on the fence with taking. Um, I think it's time now. I'm going to go with Tank Bigsby. Mm. I, I just think – so. I will say this. When I was watching um, the A&M Auburn game last year, um, he, he ended up, I think, I don't know if he got, he did have some form of an injury. So he was kind of in and out, not getting as many touches, whatever it was. But whenever he was on the field, I just remember feeling that don't give him the ball, don't give him the ball type mentality because he's just, he's just out there making plays. And it's, he's, He's going to be a big, 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 big reason as to why Auburn is or is not successful this year because we know it will not be because of the quarterback. Um, actually, he'll be – anyway, you could say the same thing. But now Tank's big, Tank Bigsby, he's just a phenomenal talent. I mean, his name, right, Tank. I mean, that's just – that's cool enough. He should have gone higher because of his name. He really should have. But to be <laughs> honest with you, you know, looking at some of the – Looking at some of the names these days on um, some of these kids, like uh, what was this kid from um, Alabama? There's this guy Kool Aid. Yeah, he changed his name to Kool Aid. Now. <laughs> um, there was another one. What is it? What is it? His name like the coldest to the cold. Yeah, yeah, the cold. Like he goes, what is, is it going to LSU or is he still in high? I don't remember. Maybe not. But yeah, the coldest either. something. Yeah. But somebody made a joke about how like Kool Aid would be covering the coldest to ever do it. Whatever the whatever his name is, like these kids these days. I just, I just don't even know. I don't even know anymore. But uh, I digress here. All right. So moving on, I am going to go. Man, this is a hard one. There's, there's so many, there's so much value still left here. Um, because I, I really could go with some guys from this year's 
forthcoming class. Um, I'm going to go with somebody that I feel like has really big potential. We haven't seen him out of it yet. And, and I think that what he brings to the table is really something that is really, really good. And that's DeMond DeMoss. Nice. My co-host here talks a lot about him, obviously being an A&M boy, but I really hope whatever's going on, whatever he did to Jimbo is rectified so that we can see him on the football field this year. Because honestly, if you put him Spiller Smith uh, on the field together and then with Watermeyer, I, I feel like you're looking at a potential Alabama situation with, with the sheer amount of talent that they have down there. So I hope that, because you're talking about a guy that was like a top 12 Debbie pick for a while now. And then he just kind of had a rough year. So, and this is a, a, a forewarning. If you are in a Debbie league and you do approach an owner for DeMoss, who's maybe a little bit down for him, you could probably get a solid upside, you know, solid cheap value on DeMoss right now. So I highly recommend doing that. But I, I had a guy come to me. I don't remember what league it was. And this has been a while now. I had a guy come to me because I have him on my, on one of my Debbie teams. You multiple, have DeMoss multiple. in the league? What? Yeah, crazy. He came to me and he sent me some offer. Um, I don't remember it, but it wasn't. I was like, that's not even close for me. And it was because he's trying to get him. You know, I told him, um, I was like, I'm still super high on him. And he came back with, as you should be. You know what I mean? So he knows that. I know that. Um, And, you know, since you brought it up, here we go. Um, The reports that I've been seeing um, has just been phenomenal. He's starting to understand the playbook better. Now, that's a lot of a lot of what the issues were outside of other potential things that we just don't know about. But from what I was seeing or hearing is it was just understanding of the playbook. Apparently Jimbo's play calling and playbooks are very complex. So it's a little bit harder for younger guys to pick up on quickly. Um, But just what we've been seeing and, and hearing this year is that he's caught on. It's, it's looking very, very good. And the practice footages that he's put out there, He's going against so Jalen Jones. Um, he's basically the the number one corner um, at A and M. They've been going one on one with each other, and Demond is just making plays against him. You know, so does that say more about Demond or less about Jalen? I I don't know. Take it how you will, um, because I'm sure Jalen has won many matchups as well, and that's not going to be posted kind of thing on Demond's <laughs> you know feed. But nonetheless. He's out there making one-handed catches. He's out there running routes solid. So I'm, I'm hoping that it, this is the year um, because if it is, we've got one more year of it, and it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Moving on. Um, this guy I was toying with playing, or playing, taking earlier. Um, he is still available, I think, I hope, because I'm going to take him anyway. Um, quarterback out of Alabama, Bryce Young. Um it, we haven't obviously seen the full, um, you know, a- array of what he's able to do on the field. Um, we kind of see little bits and pieces, but it's more for me at this point with where we are. It's just that upside pick. It's what he can be, you know. Um, and then also, so I was thinking about this too. One thing I do look at whenever I'm going through a Devi ranking, I'm sorry, a Devi um, draft is I kind of look at, okay, how many 2022 guys do I have? Okay, I've got seven of them. Okay, I'm not going to be able to create that many more roster spots on my 
NFL roster at that point. So I that I do definitely take into consideration. So then once I hit a certain point, I start looking kind of more at the 2023, 2024 guys. So it's kind of a progression of, you know, okay, two years down the road, who's going to retire? Who can I cut? So on and so forth. So I do look at that aspect as well. Um, so that's one reason at this point that I, you know, decide let's go Bryce Young so I can kind of have that, you know, as if this is going to be my actual team because that would be phenomenal if we can get them on our <laughs> on our rosters. But it's it is definitely something I look at. So I kind of took that into consideration when I took Bryce Young here, and I just think he's got the potential. I mean, he's got the weapons. You know, Alabama's always got the weapons. Yeah, I agree with you 100. percent And and I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about Bryce Young. I still think the upside is there, like you said, but I'm, I'm going to see it. You know what I mean? We've yeah. got two years, you know what I'm saying? So he's got two years to kind of prove himself. One guy I've talked about taking them, thought about taking about seven times now, George Pickens. I can't deny the talent anymore. Um, 18th overall, I think is a hell of a value for him, especially if he comes back healthy from this ACL tear, which is kind of scary to even think about, but the, he tests off the charts. Uh, to me personally, he's my number one wide receiver in this class. He has been for a long time. I did switch it up. I do have Bell number one now but Pickens is still my number two. It could flip flop. If we see again, Georgia just doesn't know how to produce talent or utilize the talent that they produce each year. Um, That's my biggest problem with them. So uh, that's why I'm going to go Pickens now. And I think if you get Pickens 18 in a Debbie draft, you're really getting a steal. So for sure, I'm going to keep it with the wide receivers. Um, I'm going to go Traylon Burks out of Arkansas Um, with what he's done with, basically nothing at, at quarterback. Let's be honest, right? He had Felipe Franks last year and he's just able to make plays. He's one of those guys. I mean, he's six, three, two and is just athletic. So I think getting him here at this point is just an absolute steal. Um, even with, you know, no elite quarterback throwing him the ball, he can make plays. And I just think that speaks volumes because whenever you get to the next level, even your not elite quarterbacks are better than what he plays with, you know, at Arkansas. So, it's going to be fun to see what he can do this year, continue to build on that. But yeah, Traylon Burks. Um, for me, this one comes down to another quarterback scenario. I'm trying to figure out which one I want here. I've got two different guys that are in that middle tier of my board. But um, because for me, I, I'm not really sold on quarterbacks outside, na- not named Rattler, um, Howell and Slavis enough to really go in that second round. So I want to look into the future a little bit. There's a couple different guys that you could really look at here, but again, in my research, I like this kid a whole lot. I'm going to go deep again with this, but um, I'm definitely going to go with um, Brock Vandergriff. I'm higher on him than a lot of people are. I actually feel like he has the potential to be the best quarterback amongst these hands down. I think he is easily the most talented of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've watched tape on this entire class from tarts top, top to bottom and Vandergriff may and Heward are really, really close to me in my rankings and in my scouting and looking at them. I like may for his size a little bit more. And I think that he's got a lot of upside to him, but Vandergriff to me to me, is really, really good. And and he puts the ball where I want him to. He's got a nice zip to the ball. He has the upside. Obviously, the concern of going to Georgia, what that looks like. But I can't knock his talent, knock his ability. Five-star athlete, 6'3", 205. I can't knock that 100%. So that's why I'm going to go 
with Vandegrift Hill. I, again, I'm dipping into that 2024 class, but I believe again that that has potential. And again, we haven't seen anything yet. These guys could come out here and just be garbage, but I, I don't see that with at least these top three guys from Heward to Vandegrift to, to May. So I've got to go there. There's a guy. I'm not going to take him here, and I'll once I finish up. I'm not going. I'll be honest. I'm not going to draft him at all. But there's a guy that I want to. I'm going I'm to touch base on. But nonetheless, it's my turn. Um, I'm going to go, Mr. Kevin Harris. Mm. At this point, I, I just with what we saw last year again. A lot of these guys that we talk about, some of them obviously are on elite teams, right? But South Carolina is not one of them. Um. But they've got they've got you know a a, a phenomenal running back there. Um, I think we're going to continue to see s- just uh, amazing numbers out of him this year. He really really showcased what he was able to do last year, even in a shortened, um, essentially you know SEC played decent amount of games, but it was still a shortened season, um, and he was still able to put up phenomenal numbers. So I, I can't wait to see what we get out of him this year. Um, but yeah, Kevin Harris for me. Man, this is a, this is this is hard for me because we talked about this guy a little bit off the air, and uh, I'm gonna stick to my guns. You know what I mean? He is one of the highest rated to ever come out, and I've got to believe in the talent. Um, if you're picking in the second round of a Debbie drop, it's okay to throw a dart here. Eric Gilbert, um, six six two fifty five. There's a lot going on, right? Yeah. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know what's happening behind the scenes with what he's he's with with what's going on grades wise, school wise, transfer wise. We do know that he wanted to be close to home. He is there, mm-hmm. um, and and I'm gonna pound this in the sand with a couple other guys that I talked about. But Georgia, it's gonna be interesting to see how they utilize him. Yeah. Hopefully, they utilize him to the, the great potential. But I think about their offense of what they could really bring to the table. If Pickens, if Pickens was healthy, he's not. If Pickens would have been healthy, man, Pickens, Gilbert, Samir White, JT Daniels would have been having a field day, like the offensive side of things. But take Pickens off that. They still have some depth at the rep, depth at the wide receiver position. But for me, it's man, it's it's sad because again, this is a guy probably going in that top twenty. You know what I mean? Like he was going to be the next Kyle Pitts in this mm-hmm. enchilada of things. So. Eric Gilbert, it might be a little bit of a reach, but I, I've got to buy that talent and a buy a position that is pretty brutal in the world of fantasy anyway. Absolutely. With my final pick, I'm going to go into the 2024 class, um, but it's not going to be a quarterback. It's not going to be a receiver. It's not going to be a tight end. I'm going to go with Will Shipley, uh, running back over at Clemson. I, I just, with what I've been hearing and, and, and reading kind of on what we're, we're seeing from him is – He's every bit of what he was expected to be so far. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but like 24-7, they've kind of changed how they do their their rankings now. They used to have like running back uh, portion of it and then an all-purpose back. It's now all just running backs. Well, he was the number one all-purpose back. Um, so where he ranks in the running backs, I'll be honest, I don't have it pulled up, but he's still got to be a top three, you know, uh, top three, top four in the draft. I'm sorry, in the recruiting class. Um but man, I, I'd be shocked if we don't see um, an immediate impact, you know, over there at Clemson again. They're just—they're one of those that they don't rebuild; they reload. It's just that's kind of what they do, and that's what they're doing. So excited to see what Will Shipley does this year, and then obviously into the future. So I would—I would snatch him up anywhere you can. Uh, I'm gonna go with a guy that you kind of put me on to here. And that's uh, Raheem Jarrett. Nice. Um, uh, I- <clears throat> 
we're in the bottom half of round two and and trying to kind of figure out where I want to go is kind of hard. There's so much mm-hmm. talent here, right? There's so much talent that you could go. There's so many different routes you can go. There's a lot of different receivers in Ohio State that you could go to, like 50 of them. Oklahoma's got some depth at the wide receiver position. Um, you know, Nagata's here, Drake London's here. There's there's a lot of, you know, quarterback-wise. I mean, we saw Jaden Daniels left on the board, JT Daniels, uh, Harrison Bailey, a guy that I'm just in love with. He's still around. <clears throat> some running backs available still, Kyron Williams, Kanante Ingram, you know, Ely. There's there's a lot of talent still left that you could really take here. But Jared, Jared's upside to me is, is strong, so that's why I like him here. I like it. The guy that I was talking about earlier, Gunnar Stockton. Yeah. I think I just I all I can think back to is the game where that I watched where Gunnar Stockton and Brock Vandegrift went against each other. And obviously being quarterbacks, you're not truly going against each other. So I understand that. But Gunnar Gunnar Stockton just looked phenomenal, like unstoppable. And 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 Brock towards the end of the game, he kind of showed why he is the level of quarterback that he is. But he just he didn't have that type of game. So you know I'm going off of a one instance that I saw here. So um, and that's not totally fair. But I still think Gunnar Stockton. The downside is he's going to Georgia. So <laughs> that's the downside. Yeah. Everybody's going to Georgia at this yeah. point. But um, we'll all see. right. So that was the two round mock draft for us, Debbie. Um, I think I had, a, I had a lot of fun with this one. I really yeah. did. I think that. Maybe in the future we we kind of piggyback on this and maybe do a third and fourth round or something like that. Well, because like I, you said, there's still so many guys out there. Yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. The upside's uh, insane. So make sure to head on over to Twitter. Uh, give Stoops a follow at Stoops1990. Give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore. Give the show a follow at the David Delight. If you're listening on iTunes, drop us a five star review. We'd greatly appreciate it. It kind of helps with the fluctuation of finding us a little bit easier in the search functions. Um, make sure to go over to the Music City Drive and to check out all of the latest articles, reviews, um, and especially uh, highlighting the Drive In Podcast Network, where you can check out the Film Optics Podcast. You can check out Fifty Years of Music, the Music City Drive In, and so many more. So, thanks as always for tuning in and continuously supporting our show. We're approaching the third year mark. Of wow, the, uh, third year of we've been doing this. So, it's, it's what are you going to cool. do for me as a celebration? Uh, I'm probably going to find a new co-host. But thank you so much for listening to the show. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. I'm delighted. I've been la-di-da-din. Not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top. Man, these boys, they be potting. I trust them like a lot. And they told me that I get it. Guess what? 